0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: This is the Apollo Audio Podcast. Welcome to the Apollo Audio Podcast. Woo! Woo-hoo! This week it is a special edition of the podcast where we pick one of our own particular favourite albums rather than the random ones from the list uh, So here we are, this week as always, joined by my amazing co-host Billy Hills Hello Miles Mitchell Hey And special guest Sid O'Brien Hello, <laughs> cool. Nice to have you with us guys We're back for another special edition of the podcast This time round Where we pick a favourite of one of our regulars um, To discuss uh, So we get away from the 500 uh, best albums of all time list From Rolling Stone And we just pick one uh, that we want to cover This week it's Mr Miles Mitchell selection Do you want to introduce your album choice? This is... The 1978...
0: Nine. Nine. <laughs> it's my uh, fifth studio album. His big album is Breakaway from the Jackson 5. Not like it was a bad Breakaway. It is Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones produced
1: Off The Wall. And having said, we're getting away from the Rolling Stone 500 list. This is actually on the 500 list and is one of the highest entries that we've discussed already. Ooh. This is at number 36 Wow, uh, on the Rolling Stone I 500 it'd be higher, list. but there you go. There you go. Uh, and was released on 10th of August 1979 Michael Jackson said The ballads are what made Off The Wall A Michael Jackson album And it spun off four top ten hits And eclipsed the success of the Jackson 5 I'd done ballads with my brothers But they'd never been too enthusiastic about them And did them more as a concession to me Rather than anything else Ah, I the, you. Yeah, there you go At the end of She's Out Of My Life he You cried. can hear Jackson actually break down and cry in the studio Yeah But the unstoppable dance tracks on Off The Wall Will remain classic examples of Jackson. As a one-man disco inferno, don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you and burn those disco out. Still get the party started today. And as you said, it's his first breakaway from Motown and the Jackson Five franchise. The first album that he produced with Quincy Jones, who became a regular collaborator from there on in. He met Quincy Jones while working on the film The Wiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This features songwriting contributions from Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney, Rod Temperton, Tom Baylor, David Forrest, alongside three tracks written by Jackson himself. Jackson desired to create a record not sounding at all like a Jackson's record, but rather showcasing his own creative freedom and individualism. Formerly has appeared at number 68 on this list twice and is now number 36. Ah, that's interesting. The number one album in August 1979 in the UK was the best disco album in the world. The number one single was I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Good song. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. And the number one movie was the Amityville Horror. On August the 9th, the English seaside resort Brighton got its first nudist beach. What was Is it? it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, on August the 15th, Apocalypse Now from Francis Ford Coppola was released. And on August the 17th, Monty Python's Life of Brian." Directed by Terry Jones. Uh, that's so. I've never years, seen a single Monty years. Python. You've never seen Life of Brian? <laughs> get yourself Life of Brian and watch it. Okay. You will love it, I'm sure. If you don't, then get my pal. You're a weirdo. Uh, so, Miles, this is your choice. So, yeah. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Billy, because similarly, although even to an even greater degree, mm-hmm. uh, this is before you were born. Yep. Where and when and why did you first hear this?
0: Well, Good question. I mean, you have to have been living under a rock at my age if you didn't sort of grow up knowing Michael Jackson. So obviously Michael Jackson was a big influence when I was, you know, in the 90s and growing up. And then obviously you go back to his big hits off Thriller, off Bad, etc. This album, even though I knew some songs, I suppose I only studied it. And when I mean studied it, you know, listened on vinyl. Got into who the songwriters were, the producer, obviously Quincy. Um, only about five or six years ago, because a songwriter friend of mine raved about Off the Wall, and I had never listened to it from start to finish. Um, when I did, I became obsessed, and I can uh, I think it is his best album, even though he has I think Thriller has probably bigger hits on it, mm. probably bigger bigger singles, but this. I think is an absolute masterpiece of the disco era and the collaboration of Quincy Jones, who I then became a massive fan of. He obviously went and and he did an album called the dude, which is in the same sort of vein to this. If you like this, you're going to like the dude, which I really recommend to listen to some great records on there. Um, So yeah, I only got into it from a friend and then I got, I've got quite obsessed with it. I think it's an, uh, I think it's a masterpiece. Um, I think, uh, it's interesting what you said about the ballads um mm. because i think when i think of mj you know is this all dancing superstar but it's interesting to hear that he actually really liked, and he was the one pushing for the ballads. I always thought that would sort of been as management head being like, look, we know you're amazing all the dancing and all the, all the sort of high energy songs, but you know, let's have a th- few ballads in there. It's interesting to hear that actually came from him. Mm. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, you've got, you've read them out, Martin, but you've got Stevie wonder who, uh, was a writer with him, Paul McCartney, obviously, though that's probably my least favourite song on the album. And Rod Temperton, the legend of Rod Temperton, who also wrote Thriller, Mm. and a little story for you, he wrote it, and this shows the genius of MJ, because obviously MJ wrote some songs, but not all of them. Um, but he just knew, he, he knew, I think, how to make a song a hit. Mm. Not only how he recorded it, but he had his ideas. Obviously, Billy Jean, he wrote the bass line in his head and then sung it to, you know, dum-dum-dum-dum and then sung it to, you know, his bass player who then laid it down. But the, the story on Rod Tempton, Rod Tempton sent uh, the song over and it was called Starlight. Starlight, starlight, and you hear on thing. And MJ was like, I love it, but it's got to be Thriller. And they went, okay. And then and they sort of like, you know, made would starlight be as big as a hit as thriller who knows so that was the sort of i think tells you a little bit about the sort of character mj was but on this i think yeah he was a big i think this was his i think he you know we all know about the jackson five and his dad joe jackson about sort of he was very very strict with the jackson five and made them rehearse and they were very manufactured by motown Barry Gordy, etc so this feels like the breakaway, and it is. It's basically him going out partying in discos, Studio 54 in New York, and this is the sound of it. And, and all the things that disco comes with, with with meeting girls or, or guys and dancing and having fun and sort of moving away from the Jackson 5 of that very manufactured sort of family band that inv- and that environment he'd be brought up in. Yeah, I thought, incredible album, really interested to hear you, your guys' thoughts because I know you... You're all fans, but the thing I had from my mate seven years ago, I wonder if it's passed on to, to you boys, and you, mm. now you've listened to it as a body of work, you actually were blown away like I was seven years ago. So, what
2: 100%. Do you 100%. Don't no, Stop It you getting Enough is one of my favourite songs like, ever anyway. Yeah. And to open with that, I think it just yeah. sets a ball on, doesn't it? Yeah, it, doesn't it? Um, They'll rock with you straight after. <laughs> yeah. Working Day and night. You didn't like that one, did you, Sid? Working Day no, and Night. No, that's the oh, only song, so I think it's great. I didn't really. Um, <laughs> get on the Floor was the sound that one for me, that bass line. I'm going to learn that bass line when I go home that's today. That's the
0: ridiculous. one with Stevie, I think, isn't it? I think. I'm that's,
2: not sure. I, it's just that, bass, that slap bass line is ridiculous. The one just that like wrote, hypnotic I mean. and it keeps going round and round. I love that one. Um, and the lyrics on She's Out of My Life, Cuts Like a Knife, I thought that was great. I, really, I obviously knew of that one, but I listened to it in more, know, in more so detail. Yeah. And. It's really, really shocked. Did you hear
0: not him quiver at the end and cry? Mm. Yeah, and they keep it in. He goes yeah. so flat. Yeah, out of my life. <laughs> And then, I think mean Quincy just goes, "That's emotion, man.
2: Keep that <laughs> in." And what was you, what was the one we were saying? Sid? the the, um, the one that could be like a hip hop smooth
3: uh, one. It was, um, I think it was, I can't help it. Yeah, that's a Stevie Wonder like, written ones,
2: yeah, one. Yeah, it's like like piano. Yeah, it's like that could definitely be Can a sample, couldn't it? it?
0: Even if I've been yeah, I Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Great tune. Thoroughly enjoyed it. He's one of my favorite artists, anyway. Yeah. But I can't believe I've, I've got his, his greatest hits. It's is like a double CD, isn't it? That's one of my favourite CDs. Always I always go back to listen to that. Yeah. Uh, yes, man, look, two CDs for greatest hits. Yeah. But I've never actually listened to, like... I must have listened to Thriller, but I've never listened to his albums the whole way through. Yeah. I no, know his album tracks. Oh, definitely will do now.
0: Yeah, because I don't think, like, Burn This Disco Out, which I love, and Off The Wall, I don't know if they would make, like, his greatest hits. Maybe Off The Wall would, but... Oh,
3: uh, yeah <laughs> Off the Wall was great I loved that one
0: what I'm trying to say is that you when you I think if someone's a fan of MJ I think when you actually study and listen to Off the Wall Working Day and Night Burn the burn is you know when you think of MJ they're not the ones that jump into your, jump mm. jump to your mind and I think that's what makes this album there's really no fillers here for me yeah <laughs> there's no fillers here for me yeah girlfriend maybe is a bit throwaway mm. that was the one with Paul McCartney, McCartney written yep. maybe but yeah I quite like the bass line on that as well um I love it all. I can listen to it from start to finish and I don't really skip any. It's The Falling In Love's probably my least favourite, but yeah, I just think, and Billy makes a good point. I think they really kick off with a bang. Don't Stop To Get Enough Rock With You, Working Day and Night. Mm. Bosh. Welcome to, To here's my album after The Jackson 5. I think everyone's like, He's only like twenty twenty
1: one on this as well. It's ridiculous.
0: So young, yeah, yeah. Martin? Oh, you caught me on the hop.
1: I wasn't expected to get thrown into that uh, at all. I thought someone else was going to say something. Well, what can you say? Great album. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just 100%. We've had the occasion to talk about very iconic and hugely influential artists uh, in albums that we've covered on this um, series already. And does it come any more iconic than michael jackson or influential as michael jackson as commercially successful as michael jackson not by not by a long way but then you kind of go into also as controversial as michael jackson Mm -hmm. um lately and and therefore you kind of end up with conversations about can you separate the art from the man and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff which becomes a little bit complex i think for me the answer is you have to let it let it exist by itself (laughs) how do you get rid of these songs you can't
2: i don't think they have been really either they're still in like circulation with
1: like tv yeah. adverts and like well because he's,
0: yeah. he's he hasn't been proved guilty on anything really it's like you know we won't go well, down I don't, that I, don't, controversial I don't know
1: if that's route. why but you can't you can't let's say the, separating the art from the from the artist uh is always a challenging thing to end up talking about and what I was talking when you get to sort of michael jackson level of say success and fame and the nature of these songs. Well it's never gonna happen. These are these are around forever and they and they should be really so say what what do you say? These are these are songs that get in your head and stay there. Um they're they are dance songs, they're ballads. Um it's amazing to think of it as a, I I think we when we spoke about this briefly uh, previously to think I think I'd said to you is this a disco album? Mm. And then you listen to it and you go, yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's a disco mm. album, and it's been deliberately pitched as a as a disco album. It's, it's in that time. It's in that place. I think it's the same year as the Donna Summer album, uh, nineteen seventy nine. Um, so it's in it's in the culture, and I've just known these songs, you know, kind of all all of all of my life. You know, they've been there, sort of <laughs> sort of thing. I don't think I heard this album as an album until well. After it was done, you know, long, long after Thriller, Bad, all that kind of stuff. I think I knew the songs, but I wouldn't have listened. I'm not even sure I, li- I would have actually listened to the album at all, but I probably did. I certainly had a one friend I can think of who was a massive Michael Jackson fan who, you know, was drawing. It was the type of person who was, you know, sketching pictures of Michael Jackson and putting them on the wall, that sort of, that sort of fan. So I'm sure I would have heard this, but I wasn't buying Michael Jackson records. He was just a pop star. Right. Mm. Great tracks that you love, but I wouldn't have gone in Was he seen
2: stuff? as like a like a cheesy artist at the time? Like not was cheesy, no. He was just not. like, Did everyone
1: like him? Well, I wasn't, yeah, like, he's, I, he's I wasn't the, he's for the this, star. He he's, was like the, legend, er, yeah. he's the guy you kinda go everybody who's in wants to be Michael Jackson. Because yeah. you get that level of success and style. Um and critical acclaim as well. It's not yeah. like these are these aren't like I suppose other pop artists who have big commercial success, but are seen as a little bit throwaway or cheesy—that's yeah, yeah. not what's happening with no. Michael Jackson at all. Not everyone, so sort I of think, really could rate the level that he's reaching with the with the songwriting, with the production, with the arrangement. He's kind of pushing boundaries all the mm. way. Really, v- uh, MTV generation as well with video, um, choreography. Mm. Mm. He's kind of nailed it all down. As <laughs> far as a sort of you know superstar artist, that's, yes. It's the model still for everyone, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, but for me, I think this album is as much Quincy Jones's as as uh, as MJ's. Like Quincy is <clears> just <throat> it's you going into that dude album, and it it just rem- reminds you of, of, of this. Well, it's just
1: saying, a thriller as well. Yeah, very, yeah, very, yeah. Very, Thri- very very much Quincy. Collaboration.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think when we talk about this as a piece of art and kind of goes to what you're saying about the controversy of the man and the artist it's a it was a collaboration with quincy this like massively he deserves as much respect if not more than than, mm. than MJ. He produced all the songs and was involved in all the songs where michael just sung on some of the tunes but obviously then takes it to another level when he starts performing them and he just mm. he was just the perfect person
1: it's surprising as an artist in the sense that i was surprised how few of the songs he was involved in the writing yeah. of yeah that when you think of Michael, Jackson, I hadn't really kind of thought. Think of Michael Jackson, and then think, oh, he's not the core writer. He does write songs yep. but on all of his albums. He's got some songs on all of his albums. Mm. But yes, he's not. He's not the key writer. On no, it yeah,
0: no. But I think then he's like I s- touched on earlier. I think he adds the flavor by his inflections and the way he interpreted songs and like the example I gave about changing the hook of starlight to thriller, he knew what to make it a hit and thus sort of, sort of deserves writing credit on all of them because it's not just, he sung what was written for him. A lot of the times I think, and I've seen these in interviews, he added a lot just from his, he was so musical. Like, I don't know if you've, you've watched the film of him, um, you know, when he's doing that last tour before he passed away and they film they filmed it all. Um, this is it. This is it and the keys player is tr- tr- playing the way you make me feel and the keys players, you know he's obviously got the best session keys player mm. in the world and he's doing this groove and Michael's like no 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 you're not hitting the right you've got to really feel the groove and the guy's like Tri- tripping with sweat like what do you mean he's like imagine you're getting out of bed and you're really moving and you know he hasn't written that keys thing but you know he's not many artists do that And they, mm. the, 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 he's he, he knew exactly what he wanted and I think a lot of the times he was sat there with Quincy he was like I don't like how the Trumpet players played that horn part or whatever. Um, so yeah, in theory, his name might not be like as the one of the main writers on the songs, but I think he still had so much influence on them. I'm not yeah. sure how it's reflected in credits on credits or whatever. If he if he's on if he's just not on any of them, but I think he was so musical.
2: He's vocal tracking as well. I remember
0: you showed me that video? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, Coming so up like chords with these vocals. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. All those harmonies. And yeah. things, yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing he did on on the Thriller. He rod temperton said this he was like i had this song uh, but then michael obviously changed the main hooks and then gave you know basically recorded all these harmonies that i was like and he just took it to another place Mm. um so he was so musical even though he didn't play any instruments, but he played it all with his mouth and with his, you know, like he just, he, he, was, like, yeah. he was just like, you know, a bit like J.K. apparently
3: for Jamiroquai.
0: But um, it's strange actually because he kind of grew, he's grouped together his ballads and grouped together like his other tunes, "Bar Burn the Disco Out, which he was at yeah, the end to sign out the album. Yeah, yeah. It's like
3: different sections it's almost. It's the
0: two different yeah. sections he's done, which is fairly interesting. Maybe that comes back into the whole disco thing because, yeah. you know, the, the, the first five tracks keep it going. Go, yeah, keep it going. And then he like goes away and then comes back to sign it off. But um, casual Michael Jackson fans wouldn't cite too many songs off this album as their favourites. But I think it's a—it's uh, still widely respected by everybody. But I think it's actually, I probably fair to say it might—it's maybe the musicians' album, like the yeah. one that people really like, really respect. Well, everyone yeah. I've sp- speak to and work with and talked to, everyone loves off the yeah. wall.
2: I think it's a perfect length as well. So like Moorish, like because it's not a lot of songs. Albums we've done are like. 15 yeah. tracks getting on over an hour yeah I think 40 right. minutes is great that yeah. should be an album next and they're just Perfect. I think, this is, this is a, a, I think we've
1: spoken before as well that's a sort of uh, driven by format part of that as well mm. when we got into CD era albums started getting much longer because you could mm. put more songs on them mm. yeah whereas it and I think there's something good about that and because you had to then Michael Jackson's doing Off The Wall, you're kind of going, this can't be longer than 45 minutes because we can't physically fit more than 45 minutes of music yeah. onto an album. Yeah, yeah. So it's either 45 minutes or it's a double album. Mm, and we yeah. don't do al- double albums because they don't sell, because mm. they cost too much. Mm. Um, so you kind of think, well, does, that, does that lead to a greater quality control, perhaps, yeah. when you're, you know no you're going to release an album, it's only going to have this number of tracks on it, mm. I agree. that you have to then, you know, the, the ones that don't fit, don't fit, they get lost. Yeah.
3: People want to make albums longer now, especially because of streaming. Like, if you mm. listen to an album and it's got like ninety-seven songs in it, you're
1: gonna get a stream yeah. for each of those songs. Yeah. So there's, and then there's that quality control thing. again, yeah. yeah, doesn't then mm. then you end up with. And you said re, you're now releasing everything. You you everything that you write, you record and release because of streaming. Yeah. So and that means your quality control just goes out the window. Yeah, it's
0: a good point. I'm just looking. Sorry, I'm just looking at like Thriller again, nine nine tracks, um, bad. Hardly any, well, I think nine or 10 as well. Bad has 11, but yeah, just like Billy said, so Moorish and I mean, just full of hits. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe the most, because you look at another bit, I'm a big fan of Prince and I was going through some of his albums and there's actually still lots of songs I don't know from Prince. Yeah. But I can't say that about MJ across his first three albums, sorry, of, since Off the Wall, Off the Wall, Thriller, Bad. I know every tune. And I think there's something in that. It was just, yeah, super Moorish and he, and it obviously had a really strict vetting process. I'm sure they wrote loads and loads of songs, yeah. but they just made sure only the best ones Absolutely. hit the album. There wasn't that, none of this filler nonsense, you know, just like, let's yeah. just put, let's just put the hits on.
1: I think really one, one of the, the yeah. uh, fascinating things that happened, you could say that what happened because of Off The Wall and actually it's slight lack of success from a critical perspective. Yeah. Uh, particularly at the Grammys, that it's because of that that Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones are driven to go and make Thriller. Yeah, maybe. So, well, this, the, if, if, we don't, if we didn't get Record of the Year this year for Off the Wall, we are going to get every single award yeah. that we can get for Thriller. We're yeah. going to make Thriller next. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. and, and they went so so to Thriller 82. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Some and three three literally, yeah, they crazy. literally go to Thriller with the intention of saying to the Grammy Awards, basically, right, we'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. you're not going to be able to ignore this yeah. and from from that you get Thriller which like I said is then okay well, we're going to wrap the wrap, we're just going to push this up a level basically if you thought Off the Wall was good wait till you see what we've yes. done with Thriller best of all, um, all time isn't it uh, I think uh, yes I think you're right
0: I mean when the track listing goes from fo- the fourth song thr- Thriller to Beat It to Billie Jean to Human Nature to PYT mm. it's just like <laughs> it's unreal, huge and unreal. he's got Wanna Be starting something that opens the the, Is that uh, six tracks record? So it's nine tracks, but uh, from four to eight, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human, H.P. It will come back to back. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? That's got to have the most hits on any album mm. ever.
1: Possibly, yeah. That's. we'll definitely come back nine, to Thriller, ten. of course, because it's 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 on the list. It's on the greatest albums of all time list. It's uh, higher than this one, in fact. Um, but that's a good point. Yeah, Sorry, that's a really good pick. point
0: you made, Martin. I didn't.
1: I I was aware that critically this
0: wasn't. I think a lot of people were disappointed that he had left the Jackson Five. The Jackson Five were huge, mm. and I think that was seen w- with a bit of animosity that he had yeah. left the Jackson Five. I don't know how this can
2: be badly received. Yeah, it's just like it Lewis doesn't well. make no, sense. No, to no. Me. It, not For to say that it wasn't badly
1: received. I think I said no. the, the interesting thing <laughs> is that it was, it was, that it was what happened at the Grammys, and this mm. is you know not, I'm not I don't know where I've read this, but it's, I think it's a fairly common a commonly held you know known story that Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones go to the Grammys with Off The Wall expecting to get rewarded for yeah. what has been a hugely successful album mm. with amazing songs on it and has been critically well mm. received. And they walk away with basically one award, I think. Right. And they miss out on all the major mm. awards. And it's from that that reportedly Michael Jackson leaves that ceremony and goes, right, I'll fucking show you, <laughs> basically. And that's, that's what makes them go, right, Thriller. If, if we didn't win it, we we're going to win everything with Thriller. Yep. And they put all of their energy into making sure that they did.
0: Mad. Yeah.
1: I'll be happy with one Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> alright. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Have you seen the Quincy documentary? No. No. You have to watch it. It's it, unbelievable. It's uh, so a lot about this, a lot about MJ, obviously. But, you know, without repeating myself, when I talk about off the wall, I've got MJ in mind, but it's like 50% Quincy yeah, as well. He, yeah, he, he is the creator, mm. really. Look, it would have been hard to find another Michael Jackson to sing these songs,
1: of mm. course, and we wouldn't have it as it was. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, <laughs> I don't think we've heard from you too much about this album. What do you reckon?
3: Well, I thought it was a great album. It's, like you said, there's not loads to say because it's kind of, it seems like it goes by so quickly because every mm. song's in quick mm. succession. They're all good. But I'd agree with you about the Quincy thing. Like, most, like, it's hard to get, like, if you take just an instrumental to, like, rock with you or something like that, it's hard to, like, mess it up. If you like, you're like, and <laughs> you go into the booth and like do something, you don't have to do much to make that like a good song. Yeah, yeah. You just need to say like a couple words. Obviously, he did great with like the rock with you Oh no, Like, good, it's a good hook, but there's like not that much room for error when he's giving you that. You're going in, it's got to be so inspiring as well to have that kind of producer that makes those kind of records for you so you can go in and sing. So I'd say, like, yeah, he must be a massive part of it. Or even like, um, I was going to say She's Leaving Home that's a beat or something. She's Out of My Life oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I mean, it was even the intro to that of the Rose Piano and like the yeah. little tiny like, little bit guitar it's like you could listen to that like, instrumental a lot of the songs you could just listen to on their own like Mark mm. Jack's obviously an incredible singer and he adds so much but Quincy Jones is a major part like you said because without him you know, you're not going to be making records like that, with, like Rock Review or like, you know, that kind of thing.
1: It's know. not just one of those uh, Lennon-McCartney type scenarios. Where yeah, you go, yeah, like yeah, definitely. definitely. For, for both of them, they both brought out the best in each yeah, other. Definitely. 100%. Put that partnership yeah, 100%. together yeah, and it's not like, it. oh, it's all Quincy, it's all Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, 100%. It's not, it's a moment, it's, it's lightning yeah. in a bottle, like you say, put those two 100%. together and you get something. Because
0: I, I massively agree with Sid, but then... If you put another singer in, it, I think what we know about MJ is all those inflections, like that, yeah, you know, all the exactly. things you know about MJ. It's the he just does what I don't know. He took it to somewhere. He then took it to another yeah. level. Yeah. So
1: like Martin says, it's like together, it's just magic. And, and how much they work together, as you've already said. Yeah. Like although Quincy Jones is putting this thing together, how yeah. much is he with Michael Jackson at the same time? And exactly. Michael, you know, they're both kind of going, no, let's do it like this. Yes, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Or how how would we do that? And you you know, you when you're ever in your studios and someone says. Can we do this? And you can't. How would we do that? Yeah. We'll have to figure out a way of doing it. I and mean, where we've figured out a way of doing it, and actually going back again to something we've covered a lot on when talking about these albums, to think that how much of this is not just okay, it's disco genre and it's pop music and it's Michael Jackson. How much of this is boundary pushing? How much of this hasn't been done before? Mm. The way that it's orchestrated, the way that it's arranged, the way that it's performed, the way it's recorded. That some of this stuff is like not just kind of hey, it's Michael Jackson doing disco. It's like what is this? No one's done this before. Yeah. Um, Well, the only thing. Well,
0: I agree. I agree. But I I suppose
1: it's kind. This is kind of the end of the disco era, isn't it? I don't just mean the. I mean disco. Yes, that's what I mean. It's not just a disco album. It's a Michael Jackson disco album, which has got stuff stuff that hasn't appeared on other disco albums. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to kind of put yourself in a position to know how much of this is boundary pushing, how much of this is genre pushing. So yes, it's a disco album, but it's not. Another disco album. Yeah. It's Michael Jackson saying, "Hey, I know it's disco, but what if we do this with it?" Yeah. because things become so familiar, you can't remember what it was like hearing it for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, what, what was it? How how what, before these songs ever existed? I can't remember a time. Can you imagine such a thing? Yeah. There was a day before "Off the Wall" didn't exist. Yeah, but yeah, watch the thing on quits, is
0: all that because he was a jazz. He was a jazz trumpeter, mm. like a proper jazzer. He's the been, yeah, right Austin
1: Powers. Uh, theme tune. Yeah. That's the that's, hey. that's,
0: that's Quincy
1: Jones. <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he just moved into, kind of got this sound and you've got to listen
0: to the doodam because just like epitomises the sound. And it is, it's not It's not solely disco. It's like you were saying, Martin. It's just, yeah, it, it's it's still unique even though it does sound sort of similar to like Earth, Wind and & Fire and things mm. like that. It's, but it's still yeah. just like so Quincy. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he's yeah. absolutely Hall of Fame. Like, like legends
1: of of the industry writers have hailed it as a landmark release of the disco era and one of the greatest albums of all time critics often debate whether it's thriller or this that's jackson's best album but off the wall has sold over 20 million copies worldwide making it one of the best-selling albums of all time james wilson taylor of pop buzz believes that the album has influenced artists including the Weeknd, justin bieber and beyonce The weekend has cited it as a major influence on his artistry, saying, I found my falsetto because of Off the Wall, and don't stop till you get enough. I always use Michael Jackson as first and foremost a vocal inspiration, and Off the Wall was definitely the one that made me feel like I could sing. Shall we do scores? Any any more to say on Off the Wall? What what hasn't been said about Michael Jackson, but Off the Wall specifically? What was the, there's a I, lot what, more to say about Michael Jackson one more
0: question for Steve. what was the first do you remember of hearing about Michael Jackson I'm asking you only, only because you're in sort of different generations of me. what was the first you heard your, of him? your relative youth
3: the first well you kind of hear his music before you hear about him in a way I mean his music music more what do you remember the first like songs you heard probably like Beat It something on mm-hmm. Thriller maybe I'd say like Beat it, like Billie Jean something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing but then you also I think everyone knows like Rock Review that kind of yeah. or like Don't Stop Till You Get Enough that kind of thing yeah but you
2: know. I remember watching uh, yeah. I must have been about five, six years, oh no, probably about four years old watching the thriller music video because they showed it on TV. Yeah. Must have been yeah. like an anniversary or whatever. And just being petrified when he turned into a uh yeah. world oh. world, like, oh, yeah. and like crying and running upstairs.
3: Yeah. That I think that's my first memory of um, Michael my as well, the thriller music video. Yeah. Yeah. That. Even the eighties makeup and costumes yeah. still being yeah. like yes. ah Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The, I mean the effects on that are amazing. Yeah. Funnily lost... enough, that's what I was going to say. That's my first memory as well, pretty much, <laughs> mm. is around about that, like the thriller. and So the, the first time he did, uh, when he did Beat It on stage, I think at a Motown anniversary show, and was the first time he did the moonwalk on stage. That's the mm. first, I'd sort of oh, known yeah. of Michael Jackson before then, but that was the first time it was like, oh, this guy's a cultural icon. Mm. And then the excitement, about him, and this is the difference. I remember like, oh yeah, Michael Jackson, that's Thriller. And that was kind of all the start of the big Michael Jackson excitement, except yeah. that I saw it when it came out. <laughs> were you a fan I, when it first can't came out I remember the day well I so said there was so much excitement all, all that uh, cultural stuff Beat it, it was already out Billy Jean I think it was already out um, and then there was the you know John Landis has made this they've, they've made this 15 minute epic most expensive video of all time it's got effects in it and it was all it was like a you know, T V premiere. It was like everybody what? What was said. waiting for this to it's come like out Six go, o'clock Friday, everyone yeah, running to their TV it, We're going to show thriller, yeah. And you watching had, through you people's had, windows. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be there to see it, yeah. So it was it was an event, absolutely.
0: Isn't it a shame we just don't have that anymore? Mm. Yeah. Because we just don't have that excitement around one thing anymore, really.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just there now, it's just so accessible, is it? Everything. Like everything Oh, a new so video for this artist, this artist. Yeah.
3: This Things this artist. move too fast. So you don't they get do. excited about it. They do. Then there's no like real like culture, like say like in the nineties and everyone was like like when you listen to that Stone Rose album, like everyone was about like one thing. Like Oasis, when they came out, everyone was like about like the Britpop thing, and everyone was like one thing in England. 100%. Well, I suppose was like, no, like Tastemakers,
2: you was like, you was told what to like really, but now there's like everything out there, there's so. So many people into so much different things that there's yeah. not like this
1: just one artist. Do you think anymore. so? Because I was kind of making an argument in the reverse. I think because of things like Spotify and algorithms, I think yeah. people tend to stay in their lane a bit more oh, because okay. they get fed the stuff that they like. Yeah. yeah. So there's I think one of it. the joys of doing this as a series of podcasts is that you kind of end up listening to stuff that you wouldn't otherwise listen to. Definitely. Because it's on this list. Yeah. And then whether you like it or not, you've been exposed, like whether you kind of go, I like this or not, mm. you get exposed to a completely different range of music and go oh that's something i would never have listened to especially for all of us as songwriters and producers and performers that even if there's something you know i don't like that album but you pick up a little bit of an idea a little mm. spark that you kind of go oh, i'm going to use that mm. and that really develops something and i'm sort of a little bit worried that people stay in their lane a bit too much because of only hearing one type or category of music mm. because the spotify are saying oh if you like that you'll like this but they're not pushing you into something that's kind of mm. Off the wall <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's finish it there I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> Scores Five. 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 Oh. don't think it's ever That's happened That's a first Hasn't happened before That's our it's first off. I'm changing my It's a
3: two <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: That's a first
1: That's our first five star album you can't, you can't You can't not be can it There's nothing Nothing no, else to no. say well done, Miles. You've picked our first. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote Rock With You myself. <laughs> album, not, can't, not missed at all. Uh, good stuff. Right. Uh, thank you. That was a special episode uh, of which we will have uh, further episodes in the future where we pick an album that we want to cover rather than the random selection. So you can join us again. Let us know if you want us to cover an album on your behalf. As good that, idea. That, drop us a line and say, you've got to do this one, boys. Mm. Uh, let us know if there's one you want to do. This has been the Apollo Audio Podcast. Big thank you to my wonderful co-hosts Miles Mitchell thank you Billy Hills thank you and our special guests Woo-hoo. on this episode Sid the man O'Brien we want him thank back you, thank you <laughs> we want him back he's <laughs> yeah, only coming back if he actually listens to some of the episodes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you very much guys it's been uh, a pleasure as always look forward to the next one cheers
2: Will you forgive me?